The show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. Hey, all you out there in the posse, thanks for hanging with us again. I'm your host, Jared Johnson, and this is Season 2 of the Healthcare Wrap. This is the place to be if you want to accelerate the transformation of healthcare and help create the digital health experience that happens outside the clinic. In other words, this is the place for you if you want to be marketing forward in healthcare. You can join the posse by listening, subscribing, leaving a review, and telling your friends. You can find our full archive of episodes at healthcarewrap.com and hit us up on Twitter at healthcarewrap. And finally, a special thank you to Express Docs, Ulterra Digital, and the Podcast.Healthcare Network for helping us spread the awesome. Hey, our guest today, I'm pleased to welcome him. Our guest today is Matt Bakaitis. He's the Senior Director for Digital Marketing at Cleveland Clinic. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks very much. You just mentioned to me it's you've been with Cleveland Clinic for several years, and I'm sure you've just seen amazing things happen in that time. You said you've been there for about seven and a half years. Tell us a little bit more about yourself, about where you were before that and kind of your responsibilities there with the Cleveland Clinic. I've been actually in the industry working in IT and and web-related areas for almost 25 years now. I started off with uh, a big petroleum company and then moved into insurance and then over here into healthcare. It's been interesting not just to see the evolution here at Cleveland Clinic, of course, because there's been a lot of really great things happening here over the last seven and a half years, but just also watching how the web develops too over the last 20 years and how things we take for granted today were definitely not that way a decade or two ago. And really, it's inspiring because it makes me wonder what we're going to see over the next few decades as well. I'm with you. I wouldn't even dare to predict anymore what's going to happen. I mean, it's this has never been a field where we are comfortable feeling like we know exactly how things are going to evolve from this point on. Things just kind of mm-hmm. take a life of their own. And so I'm with you in terms of that evolution that has happened, especially over the last handful of years. And so I'm excited to dive into that. One aspect of that, as you and I were talking about previously, what was the, for lack of a better word, the operations involved in content from production to creative to strategy to tracking and measurement and everything in between. There are a lot of operations involved in it. And sometimes it helps us to kind of take a step back and think about the way that we are addressing content Again, not from a you know what, not from a business strategy standpoint, but from an operational standpoint. So that's going to be the topic of our rap battle today. I'm excited to dive into this with you. We're going to just talk about some some different ways that you and and the rest of the team at Cleveland Clinic have addressed this, and a, kind of a cool analogy or a cool way to think about it. So let's dive into that. Rap battle. 
Rap Battle is where we just challenge the way that healthcare has been done before, especially with marketing and technology. There are so many different ways of addressing things. So Matt, there was an article that came out on the Content Marketing Institute blog uh, recently, just a few days ago, and it was called, For Better Results, Think of Content Marketing Like a Product. So my understanding is this is a, going to be a topic or focus of the Health Summit at Content Marketing World coming up September 6th. If you want to first tell us a little bit more about the summit, and then let's dive into this this whole concept. Tell us what this all has to do with about thinking of content marketing like a product. Sure. Content marketing like a product is, as you pointed out, or, or, or recapped here, is an outgrowth of our frustration with trying to keep everybody in line along the same mission and focus on the same goals when they may be coming to the work from very different functional areas. Also, especially in larger organizations like Cleveland Clinic, where we have more than 60,000 people here, how do you express what you're trying to accomplish with your content marketing in a way that people who don't think about this every day can really understand it and help support you in ways that are, are relevant, whether that be helping you with content generation, letting you know about opportunities where you might be able to integrate more tightly with other efforts or sorts of projects and things like that. It really, looking at things from the product perspective, clarifies things for everybody. And so, I mean, there's lots of different ways we could dig into this. I think, really, I'd ask you if there's a particular dimension that your audience would really be interested in here so we can make sure we're going to focus on it for them. Yeah, there are a couple of them, I would say. I think even just the the concept of the article where it says, you know, what happens when one project is done? You move on to the next one. And that begs the question, can your content marketing achieve its potential if it's structured as a series of projects? And it says for your team, the answer is no. A project-based approach to content marketing gets the job done but won't result I'm quoting here, it won't result in exceptional or even differentiated content. So maybe we start there. You know, what's the thought on saying no to that? And how do we break out of that thought? Because that is definitely the way that that it tends to be approached from what I've seen. Yeah. And so what happens with the project approach, there's two things. First is people think about the projects. And especially when you're working with like consulting firms, everybody's goal is to get the project done, tick the box off, move on to the next project. And the handoff or carryover from project to project often results in heroics of, you know, there's that individual in the organization who is really dedicated and really cares about quality. And when they're on vacation, stuff stops happening or things begin to drift apart. And those connectors become the way that you get things done as opposed to having a really solid organizational or procedural approach to building content and driving towards your ultimate goals. And so, what we did was we stepped back and we said, you know, there's a lot in the, like the startup world where they use the product approach to think about how to be super efficient and effective. And so we took that idea and started to put over into the content marketing world and said, first, we know that there are people out there, personas who we need to address. And so we can begin to express our mission in terms of the patients we want to serve, the referring physicians who need our help getting patients to us, or even academics or researchers out there who are interested in learning more about what we offer them. Once you've got that mapped out and you, you already have websites, so you can start to think about how those different pieces of the website align and serve those different persona groups. And as you start to build this way and start to think this way, functional teams like your analytics, your content management platforms, uh, or the people who support your platforms, everybody can start to understand how they contribute towards the end goal. And you can begin to build your objectives and measure the key results for example, helping patients get 
scheduled appointments, you now know, I know what to measure for each one of those persona groups. I can communicate that to the team in a way that lets them operate more independently because they know what they're doing. They know what they're trying to, to accomplish. And ultimately you produce a product that really is focused on some specific group of people who need your help. And, you know, in healthcare where marketing isn't about generating demand, it's as much about education and self-service and things like that. That's a really important thing to be able to do for your patient population. Hello there, healthcare marketers. Robert Rose, Chief Strategy Advisor for the Content Marketing Institute here. And if you're a fan of this show, and I know you are, you know that the show is here and the mission is clear. And today's marketing mission in healthcare, it's all about content. You need help connecting with customers and growing your business through the creation of epic content? Then you're going to want to check out Content Marketing World 2019, this September 3rd through 6th in Cleveland, Ohio. That's where you can rub elbows with the best and the brightest in the content marketing industry. Not only that, but on Friday, September 6th, we've got an all-day health summit sponsored by the Cleveland Clinic for healthcare marketers just like you. You can learn from content marketing leaders who won't let regulations, HIPAA, or enterprise-based challenges get in the way of delivering the right content to patients when they need it. And here's a special bonus just for you. Use the code HCRAP100. Not a pretty looking hashtag, but it's the right one. HCRAP100, and you're going to save an extra 100 bucks on your registration. Go to contentmarketingworld.com to learn more and to register today. Well, I really like that thought because you just focused on audience and audience needs rather than Mm -hmm. checking the box and saying we've produced something. So I think that's just admirable to begin with. I know the article goes on to explain a couple of things about how how a content team is split up, how sometimes responsibilities fall based on a channel. They might be focused on a particular tactic on a podcast or an email or social media or blog or, you know, or whatnot. And between all those different pieces, it kind of dawned on me of like, oh, well, no wonder sometimes we think of, of content as a project because we can get focused on how's this channel performing and how's this channel, how is our content being produced for that one versus this feels like more of a holistic approach to and a strategic approach to what overall, what the entire content strategy is producing and what's it achieving. Mm -hmm. So I think there are a couple of other examples in the article that just have to do with specific tactics. Anything to share about that in terms of what questions you would ask based on kind of how a product manager would treat content? Obviously, as you're thinking about that specific audience, let's say new patients who are local to your facility, you would really have an opportunity to start to think about them and what is the relationship you're helping to foster there with the organization as a whole. You may be trust building, so explain to them why you are the best place to receive your healthcare. You may be giving them instructions on what their patient journey will look like once they've become your patient. So, you know, you'll come to our facility and things like that. And you may actually even be fostering them to do self-service online using tools like Epic's MyChart, where patients can do a lot of things themselves. But you have to nurture that because obviously patients are, you know, everybody in in our population is a patient at some time. And so we need to think about what is the relationship they want to have with our healthcare organization, face-to-face, phone calls, chats, all of those different channels come into play. And each of those channels obviously is better or worse to support the relationship type you need at that time. So you may be very happy to use chat with a billing person, but you definitely want to be in a room with your physician. You don't want to do a virtual visit, for example. That could be literally a single person who has these two different preferences. And so by thinking through those kinds of problems or those sorts of opportunities, and we're using 
personas that are as much as possible research-driven, we really do start to have an opportunity to think about what content is missing. So you can do an audit. What functionality or what sort of interactivity do we need to add? And again, people then also see opportunities because if they know we're building for this particular local patient who needs primary care, that's a lot different than an international patient who's coming to us for a very specific subspecialty that we're like ranked in US News and World Report for. Different journeys, different kinds of problems they need solved and different really channels. I mean, one will very much favor perhaps automation for scheduling your yearly appointment that you know you're going to go up the street for versus somebody who's debating whether they should make the investment to fly across an ocean to come see us. So I think what you can see from this is no matter what size organization you are, this is a process that really helps you address the problems you have locally in your organization and again put structure around what you should be doing next if customers retain 95 percent of a message when they see it on video but only 10 percent of a message when they read it why are you still using print only brochures to get your marketing across express docs is here to bring you into the future introducing print plus video their newest technology that pairs the effectiveness of video marketing with the portable convenience of print marketing Print Plus Video is a customizable brochure that's equipped with an LCD screen to clearly display your message to your audience in a way that resonates with them. Whether you're fundraising, recruiting, or any project in between, Print Plus Video helps you create an engaging experience that captivates your audience and increases conversion. For more information on Express Docs Print Plus Video, contact an Express Docs rep at 866-977-3627. That's 866-977-3627. Or visit expressdocs.com slash the healthcare rep. That's Express, beginning with an X. So in the article, it mentions a couple of things I think related to that. So it talks about the product-focused approach that leads your team to ask questions of like, like, how can we be better and how can we deliver more value every time? Then it mentions a couple of recent product offerings that I believe your team was involved in. They recently launched uh, outcomes and clinical trials. Can you speak to either of those in terms of how you approached those as a product? Sure. And I think what's really interesting is the outcomes project, although both are interesting. Clinical outcomes really is a way for our physicians to speak to other physicians about, you know, how well we provide and deliver care. What is the level of quality and safety involved here? Um, How good are we at treating the problems that we see when patients walk through the door? There's no ROI that you can measure on that. That's a problem that you'll see in the project world where people need us to ask, well, what do we get from this? And so anything like the outcomes project or any sort of other maintenance things where like I need to go update my systems, that's always seen as a diversion from like revenue generating activities. And that's especially true in the for-profit world, right? When you think about these as products though, something like outcomes is a complement to serving a physician visitor population because obviously we have a mission to be as transparent as possible. And in order to be transparent and provide those physicians with the information they need, you have to provide tools like this to them where they can really start to dig into the data and understand the kinds of care that we're able to deliver that many other facilities are unable to provide. So I think what's really great too about like clinical trials also is it supports our mission to do research and really expand and and help drive forward the quality of care in the world through evidence-based medicine and through, you know, ethical research. So even there, by speaking with research administrators and other administrators in the, in the organization, we are able to show where an investment of time from those institutes and in helping us build a tool 
that meets all of the standards they have for recruiting for and running a trial, we were able to advance the mission overall, even though in both of those cases, neither of those has any tie back to patient volumes. Those are really things that are about transparency or about moving the state of the art forward and are tied to our core mission as a nonprofit. I need a dime, ain't faking a book. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Ultera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Ultera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Ultera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ultera Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. So let's switch gears for a moment because I'd love to hear more about what you think about the Health Summit. If you could tell our listeners, you know, what they should be excited about, what's most exciting to you about what's coming up in Cleveland in a few weeks? Yeah, well, obviously, we've got Content Marketing World coming to Cleveland again. And if uh, you've ever been there, you know how great it is. If not, then you really need to start making plans to get to it as soon as possible. And I think we're pretty lucky here in that Amanda Todorovic, who's really been certainly a name in the healthcare content world, has helped us get this healthcare summit going on the last day of content marketing world. And so there's a pretty great lineup of folks who are going to be talking about a lot of different elements that are important in the healthcare marketing world and the content marketing world too in general. Everything from how you get smarter about email marketing through the topics we've talked about here, where how do you really help to create an environment where you can start to build products that are going to be widely useful in addressing you know, your patient needs. So the healthcare focus is obviously the key part of this here. We've got a lot of speakers coming in from Cleveland Clinic as well as folks coming in from very well to really give you a full perspective on content marketing in healthcare as seen through the Cleveland Clinic world. Sounds like a, it'll be a fantastic event. I can't wait to, mm-hmm. to be there and experience it as well. So I'll see you there. So we're going to move into Keeping It Real, our last segment here. Keeping it real. Keeping it real is just where we really kind of gut check how can we do more than just marketing? And sometimes it feels like a, an interesting question, but I, you know, I leave it open-ended on purpose because the question just makes us think a little bit differently about what we're doing day-to-day, I feel like. And the question is, what's one thing marketers can do better to improve healthcare? I think the most important thing marketers could do better to improve healthcare would be to do less marketing. I know that sounds kind of weird, but in the digital world where there is so much noise and so much clutter, I think a lot of times we have these powerful tools at our fingertips where we can very easily add more content or post something else, or, hey, there's a service we could use and put in an iframe on our site to deliver something really cool. But in the end, we don't really do it in a way that helps serve 
the patients who need our help. And I always try to imagine myself as that patient walking out of a doctor's office who is just given some sort of piece of paper with a lot of complicated stuff I don't know. And when I go to, to look it up on Google or my favorite healthcare site, I don't feel like I'm getting an easy answer and I'm just getting more anxious. And so what I think is would be really great is really to take that step back and say, if I'm in that person's shoes at that moment, what as a marketer can I do best to help them, to reassure them, to tell them what's going to happen next so that that uncertainty is taken out of their life and they know what they're going to do when they get to their car, when they get to their home or their desk. Because I think those are the moments where we as marketers can really do the most good. And the less clutter, I think, the better to really help them in those moments where they most need us. I feel that's pretty profound. What a great answer because it's getting us to think beyond a campaign or specific response to a specific piece of marketing. It's really getting us to think about what happens later to this consumer, not even even necessarily just a patient. We tend to think of patients. I'm learning to use the word patient differently in in my marketing, for instance, and and really just my day-to-day conversation because I used to feel like that was interchangeable with healthcare consumer, and it's so not. It especially has a different Mm -hmm. meaning to the clinical team, uh, you know, who sees patients literally the second somebody steps back into their vehicle or their Uber, you know, whatever, and they have left the premises, they're no longer a patient. And that's not necessarily true, but that's the perception sometimes of the word patient. And so I, I just love the how you just painted that picture differently. Thanks. And, and, you know, I mean, there are so many awesome things that are coming out like AI and chatbots and, of course, everything that happens on mobile phones that would, are so exciting in, in what we may be able to do to help people. But ultimately, we have to be careful not to be caught up in the flash of the new tools and, and always think about when I open this up, when I start talking to the, the chat bot, what's next? What happens? How am I, as a patient, walking away from there, better equipped to deal with what's, what's in front of me? So true. And what a great way to kind of wrap up this whole conversation. So Matt, if, if our listeners want to get a hold of you and connect with you, what's the best way for them to do that? You know, I'm on Twitter. You can actually find the links on that Content Marketing World uh, article that you referenced earlier, Mbakaitis on Twitter. And really, I think that's the best way to get a hold of me because, you know, Twitter is everywhere. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And then for those who want to be able to sign up for the Health Summit, which listeners, seriously, if you haven't yet, perfect time to do that. What's the best way for them to to register? Yeah, they can register through the contentmarketingworld.com site. It's part of the other registration packages and you can add that on. It's totally simple. And if you've never been to Content Marketing World, it's a great reason to go and check the site out too. Thanks so much for your time and your perspective, Matt. I really look forward to, again, to the summit, but also to your continued perspective on improving content out there. And it's, it's been a pleasure to have you on the program. Well, I've had a lot of fun. Thanks very much for including me, Jared. You bet. For listeners, don't forget to join the Posse. Listen, subscribe, leave a review and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Ulterra digital production and a member of the podcast.healthcare network. So on behalf of Matt and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks. And that's a wrap. Thanks.